This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Well, good morning, Canada. Zakito Weeks in studio on a Saturday morning for what will be our final live show for a few weeks as Bob and I are finally taking some time off. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. I'm just busy here with my phone. I'm, you know, I've got this app where you can program your uh, TV yes. to record things. Yes. And I'm going to record the HBO 24-7 special on the match. On the match, which is the Woods-Mickelson match. 1 p.m. today on TSN 1, 4, and 5. I will not have to record that because I will be firmly planted on my rear on my couch at 1 o'clock. I'm just so. afraid that I will be too, but my eyes will be <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> so I'm uh, making sure that we get it here. Now, I should let you know this is not our final show. It's our final live show until December 15th when we have our annual Festivus special where we'll open up the phone lines, air the Grievances, feats of strength, as we have done every year here on Golf Talk Canada. But we have new shows for you. Uh, starting next week is our year review special. So there's lots of content coming from GTC. We also have a busy show today. We've got Chris McKee, who is Mr. Social Media for uh, the world of Golf Talk Canada. Man, he does a, a good job. Does a great job running our Instagram, our, our YouTube channel. It, it was just a massive year for us on social media. So I'm going to chat a little with Chris about uh, the year that was social media, not just for us at GTC, but uh, who are the players that move the needle? What what was what was trending in the world? Because it's amazing, you know, some of the stuff that gets hot. And, yeah. and when some players say something, the world buzzes. And then other players say something, and it's like, you know, it's crickets. You know, It's amazing when you look back at your analytics and see which tweets, you know, get the most yeah. reaction stuff. Sometimes I'm complete. I think, boy, this one's going to go crazy, and it doesn't. So Crystal. Fill us in, I'm sure, on that. Uh, great to touch base with Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin before they left for Australia for the World Cup next week. So, uh, obviously, Adam was part of it last year with David Hearn. This was uh, Nick's first time uh, representing Canada at that uh, event. Uh, and we talked to Bob and I, talked Lengthy. to them both. Lengthy conversation. Lengthy conversation, which you'll hear as well. We got winners, weird, and what. We got tons to get to. Uh, before we get to news, obviously, Scully time, before we get to news headlines, I want to give a shout-out to uh, all the uh, the people and the students and everybody that uh, uh, was out there to uh, chat with me at the uh, prof- Professional Golf Management Program out at Humber College. Nice. This week, I-, I went out and spoke. I've done that the last few years. Yeah, I used to do uh, that. They replaced me, I heard. That, well, it, <laughs> it's funny. They replaced you with me, and then all they did was ask me Bob Week questions. <laughs> yeah, right. They said they wanted someone who could talk a little longer. So I said, Mark Sacchino is your man. <laughs> anyway, great group group of guys. Great questions. Really, you know, really the future of the industry in, in the country as, we're, as we pump out all these young people into the, into our into our business, into our game. and Speaking yeah. of that, I'll give a little shout-out to a guy who left our industry. Yes. Uh, Freddie Joyce. If you ever golfed at Mississauga Golf and Country Club, you probably ran into Freddie Joyce. He was kind of the all-over guy. He worked back shop. He did here. He did there. But he worked at Mississauga Golf and Country Club, started in 1945, and finished up in 2017. And sadly, Freddie uh, passed away yesterday. Um, so I'm sure everyone at Mississauga is uh, is sensing the... The loss there and uh, all the golf industry is. He was a real kind of go-getter guy out there. And you love the characters yes. of the game, right? Perfect They're term. important. So 
Uh, and before we hit the news and headlines, uh, we will talk a little bit about the match today. And uh, we threw it out there on Twitter, Twitter poll. Simple question this week. Will you watch? Will you watch the match this upcoming Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern? We want to know. Hit us up at Golf Talk Canada is the Twitter handle. Let us know. All right, let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Probably my favorite music in the show. It might be. We yeah. should do uh, a list. Yeah. Hey, uh, top greatest 10, hits. Top 10 greatest hits of the Golf Talk Canada music band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rory McIlroy. This is bizarre. I'm not so sure I believe this yet. This could be, I don't know, Rory just talking out of his, you know, sometimes mm. I love Rory. And some of the reason I love Rory is he talks unfiltered. This could just be one of those moments suggesting that he's going to drop his European tour card and not play the, the, the fulfilled amount of events he needs to fill. And the bizarre thing about this, Bob, is, is when you look at his schedule and when you include the majors, when you include the World Golf Championship events, uh, we're talking about two events here that right. he's choosing not to play that will give up his European tour card membership. Now, it's not a Ryder Cup year. But still, like it's not. There's still points you gain towards sure. next year's Ryder Cup, and it's still just about being a part of that tour. And there's another another implication here. Uh, there's a rule that they put in a couple of years ago that if you ever rescind your membership on the European Tour, you can never be the Ryder Cup captain or even a uh, captain's assistant. So that will play into it. But Rory was asked about that, and he says, "Well, you know, that's 20 years down the road. I've got to look after me. I want to look after my interests first. He, he wants to get back to number one. He wants to win majors." And to me, the interesting part about this is what this is kind of the first, um, I don't know what you want to call it, first marker of how the new PGA Tour and world schedule might affect things, right? <laughs> By moving the PGA into a different slot in May. Right. So now people are moving things around and trying to figure out where they're going to play and when they're going to play. And this is an indication of how it might affect um, different things, but especially European Tour players. What I'm surprised about is, I expect guys to move stuff around. I expect, obviously, the European tour schedule had to react to the American schedule. What I'm shocked is, is just like, hey, I'm going to be a part of the tour, but I'm going to back-end most of my events. I could could have saw that coming with the FedEx Cup Championship being handed out on August 24th next year. You know, back-ending your European tour events, say, you'll see me in September. You right. know, see you in September kind of thing to get those those additional events needed. I, I do you think it's What do you think is going to happen here? You know, it's it's almost like you're going to see there's always a rush from kind of the U.S. Open through the PGA, right, with mm-hmm. that crowded schedule. Remember the yeah. RBC Canadian Open was jammed in there. Now that big rush is going to come earlier in the year. So it's going to start in March mm-hmm. and finish in July when you go from players to Open, uh, open Championship. Yeah. And I think you're going to see a lot of guys just uh, lay off the golf clubs in September. I just think guys are just not going to play as much as they did there, which is to me, almost more of a natural thing. That's when you're going to see some of those special events. A real break. Well, yeah, or special events take up. Right. Things are going to happen there as opposed to November, maybe, when they're happening. Uh, Mackenzie, too, are headed to Mexico for a team uh, event that was announced, I believe, yesterday. This It was a weird timing. here. So I got the note at, uh, when did it come out? It came out Friday night at like 9 o'clock, no, 7.30 last night. So they're going to move the season-ending uh, tournament that was um, uh, 
between the T, uh, PGA Tour Latino America and Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada, they are moving that team cup. It used to be the Aruba Cup. Right. Now, Recall, yes. Now it's going to be played in Mexico. It's going to be played at Cozumel, which is a nice place to go at the end of the year. And it'll be December 13th to 15th, and it's called the Go Vacaciones Cup, which I'm assuming is some kind of tourist yeah, uh, vacation. vacation get going to Mexico. I'd like to go to Mexico, actually. Would you mind? This I is the first year. This I worked OHL DTC? last week, right? Yeah, okay. And, and, but it was the first year I worked from the studio and right. not actually in Mayacoba. Right, So right. let me tell you, uh, D.C. in uh, November is not the same thing. There's my <laughs> just, just throwing that out there for okay. those of you who have not been to either location. <laughs> okay. Aaron Cockrell, uh, Canadian, uh, finds his challenge tour card as well as, uh, I use, you know, a few starts. Uh, yeah. Like, I guess we call this uh, entry-level status on the Yeah, European it's team, kind of, for you know, lack of a better. The, 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 the challenge tour is like the, like the web.com web, web. Yeah. tour. And so Aaron Cockrell from Winnipeg, fine young player, and I uh, Traded text very briefly with him yesterday, and he's been sort of working his way back. But good for him. It's an expensive proposition to try and go yes. over and qualify there. Now he's got it, and he'll play that. I'll tell you what, that Challenge Tour plays in some interesting spots well, like Estonia and Russia. And, well, you know, but, but Brooks, Brooks Kepka's path to exactly. world number one. Just going to say that. Right. But, but what he'll do is he's got, the status that he's got when the a lot of the big boys are over playing in, in the majors right. and things he'll fill in in some of those european tour events so right. good for him wish him all the best of luck and uh, and we may have him on uh we may hear from him on feats of strength. And oh, nice, a good. Bit later in the year, uh, and no surprises here. Area Jatanikarn cleans up in the awards department, uh, Player of the Year, etc. LPGA, and Bernard Longer wins his fifth Charles Schwab Cup, becoming the only player in history Bernie. to do that. Right, so no shock there with either one of those two players. I don't have the discipline to be as. <laughs> Committed as Bernard, Bernard Longer. Longer. Maybe that's why I'm here it this is unreal. Now you know Scott McCarron. I don't know if you guys saw any of that, but you know McCarron went into the final round with with the lead and was going to bump uh, Longer out of the Charles Schwab Cup Championship. Uh, but uh, VJ Singh, sixty one oh. on Sunday, look out crazy. ends up winning the Charles Schwab Cup Championship, the final event of their playoffs, thus ousting McCarron back to the two spot and, and opening the door for Longer to win his fifth. And kudos to our boy Stephen Ames, who played in the final group played on great. Sunday in all three playoff events, including he had yeah. a 61 or 62 yeah. as well he, on the he on played the great. third round. He should have, he sh- you know, a couple of putts here or there. Now right? he's at home packing up and he's moving. He's going to become a full-time snowbird. He's going to live in Turks and Caicos. Oh, good for him. I think that's a nice place to live. What we need is a Golf Talk Canada winter deal, guys, so we can broadcast from... Broadcasting from Stephen's poolside. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? We just live in the cabana house. <laughs> the guys behind it. the glass like it, too. I love it. Everybody's giving us a thumbs up. All right, busy show. We got... Uh, uh, Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, with uh, Winners Weird and What. We'll jump all over a bunch of tours. If you can imagine, there's a lot of golf. It's November, Never and is. there's golf everywhere. The European Tour is uh, closing down their tour, finishing off their race to Dubai. LPGA Tour doing the same thing. The PGA Tour, the RSM Classic. Coochers down under in Australia, the, starting the Australasian uh, winter swing in, down, down in uh, Australia, coming off his win last week. So we'll get to all that. Lots to get to. Scully time. Up next, Mr. McKee, Chris McKee, uh, the year that was in social media. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. It's our second last live show of the year. We're going to go into pre-recorded mode, year in review specials, etc. coming up. And of course, Festivus, December 15th. Festivus for the rest of us. You know, it's funny, Bob. Uh, this year, over the last year, I have people coming up to you and goes, God, you're doing such a great job on social media. Your social media has gotten so better. My answer is, that's because I don't do it. I'm going to pat you on the back. <laughs> like, not, just, thank you very much for the compliment, but I don't do it. So the, our next guest is the man who does it, runs uh, all the social media world for What is Golf Talk Canada, one of the many things he does. He's also an author. Yes, works inside the communication uh, world here at Bell as well. You'll hear him on the station doing other things as well. Well, joining the program now, Mr. Chris McKee. McKee, what's happening, brother? Keeping it real as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Buddy, a question for you. Because before we just jump into the year, we had a successful year. Uh, Our YouTube uh, channel just went through the roof. Uh, Just A lot of changes for us on Golf Talk Canada. But the one thing that you and I have talked about, and it's more a recent thing. Some players in this game, they throw out a tweet and people go nuts. And then some guys... It's like it's like they don't exist. So give us an example of both, and why do you think that is? Because it's not like some of these players that don't get the sizzle, don't get the traction. It's not like they're not successful. In fact, one of them is the player of the year. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll start with the ones that obviously people react to. I mean, Phil Mickelson, and here's the guy that just joined Twitter I mean, what, two, three months ago, and everything he puts out is absolute gold. Still gets reaction on our Golf Talk Canada social media. Tiger, of course, you know, I'm sure you guys have had it on both your social medias where, stop talking about Tiger, stop talking. Well, I'll tell you what, when you guys stop watching Tiger, we'll stop talking about it because (laughs) anything Tiger through the roof, Dustin Johnson, there's a real fascination with DJ, which is funny because he doesn't say anything, but people are still really into, into him. And the one guy... Brooks Kepka, who, you know, he's the guy that talks to the media. You guys don't give me any respect. You don't give me any love. But I'll tell you, some of the stuff we post on Brooks, and obviously, you know, been the number one player over the past couple weeks here and there, gets zero reaction. It just seems that people on our social media channels just don't care about Brooks Kepka one bit. That's amazing. So, so I got to ask you about a guy who uh, I don't think always works his own Twitter account, but, uh, but is, is still the marquee guy in terms of Tiger Woods, when, when he tweets something out and, and we follow up or when we mention him in any kind of social media, is, is the reaction still massive? Uh, yeah, even, you know, a year or so ago when he, was, he wasn't quite back yet or just easing back, huge reaction. And then, obviously, you know, that stretch, you know, in the late summer leading into the Tour Championship, you know, there was a couple times he was close on Saturday and Sunday. Just the numbers absolutely through the roof. Literally quadruple the views, the, the likes, the attention. It's, it's just out of this world. 
McKee, what about this match? The match is coming, uh, was a week yesterday, uh, so November the 23rd, which is the Friday of the American Thanksgiving, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we threw out the social media question this morning, are you going to watch it? We just started the poll. It's leaning towards no. From a social media standpoint, what's the traction on this thing? Are, are people caring at all? Or, you know, there's been a lot of negative tweets from players like Justin Thomas and, and Rory McIlroy saying, you know, they, in so many words, they don't care. What's your take on this? What are you seeing? Well, the, the overwhelming response, 85 to 90%, is people saying, I'm not watching this. Although the beauty of, you know, the, the Internet is that's the, the place where people can be angry, uh, you know, without repercussions. And so I guarantee the people that are hating on it the most, they're the ones that are going to watch it. Remember, I was trying <laughs> to talk about that years ago, like the average listener that likes me listens for whatever, 30 minutes, and the person who hates me listens for 90 minutes. And so I think a lot of that, that field tiger match, I mean, people, they want to hear about it. A lot of the stuff we've been doing, you know, the conversations I've taken from the radio show and putting it on social media or just some of the other little clips, it's people want to see it. People are interested in it, but I think they just want to kind of, uh, you know, beat on it for some reason whatsoever. But if you ask me, they'll be watching. If you were to go move past the actual players, what other kind of things move it? I mean, I know yesterday you put up a, uh, a little uh, compilation of Mark saying a famous tagline <laughs> yeah. at the end. But seriously, like, is it golf courses? Is it equipment? What kind European of other stuff moves? Tour. Yeah, moves the needle. European tour. Uh, well, that doesn't. I just like to retweet their stuff and post it because it's really good, but it doesn't actually get a ton of views for us. I'll tell you. Now, here's the thing. What works on YouTube doesn't necessarily work on Twitter and doesn't necessarily work on Instagram. So I'll tell you some of the bigger stuff uh, on our YouTube channel in 2018. Jordan Spieth skipping the ball across uh, Augusta, at, uh, across the 16th at Augusta, excuse me. Sergio breaking his putter. The John Rom ball marking issue. Mark did a rant. Phil's commercial the Team USA uh, press conference from the President's Cup, and Bob's Weird, where he was talking about the South Carolina couple yes. getting it on on the golf course. <laughs> Absolute home run. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, um, Wildlife, uh, our number one tweet in 2018 was a retweet of a bear on the course in Whistler, B.C. Oh, yeah, playing with the flagstick. Yeah. Wasn't that it? So that was our number one tweet. Isn't that amazing? And then on Instagram, our number one most viewed tweet, uh, picture on Instagram was when Dustin Johnson came out and talked about his relationship with Paulina. I took oh, yeah. a screenshot of that tweet and put a picture of that on our Instagram. Number one most viewed wow. uh, post on Instagram that was is, that Dustin Johnson thing. Unreal. We're with Chris McKee, at Mr. McKee. You can follow him on Twitter. Runs and handles all our social media here on Golf Talk Canada. Just talking about the, the year that was uh, on social media. Uh, McKee, big year for us. Uh, huge subscription following to our YouTube channel, uh, which we really tried to concentrate on this year. Uh, from your standpoint, uh, wh- what were some of the things that you loved this year? Well, I know what, stuff that did well for us and mm-hmm. stuff that people tr- uh, tracked mm-hmm. well. But in terms of you, like I know you're, you know, you're all over the stuff all the time. You're on it for your own uh, other other things that you do as well, like the, your mm-hmm. book, your book that you released this year. I know you follow mm-hmm. a lot of college sports and write a lot for uh, U.S. Uh, college basketball and football. What what stuck out for you this year? If there was a tweet of the year or just something along those lines if I were to put you on the spot and ask for something. Well, a, a couple quick ones here. So the one, you know, the PGA kind of cracked down, not just on, on 
all social media about reposting their stuff. They came down on it. And when you kind of told me, like, hey, be careful, we can't use that stuff anymore, I thought, well, what's the point of even having this channel if we can't repost any PGA highlights or anything? And that week, I literally was like, why are we going to do this? was the week of the Women's CP Open. Mm. And though Brooke winning, it was literally one of our three biggest weekends. The weekend after we we got told we can't use any PGA stuff was one of our three biggest weekends of the entire year. (laughs) You know, Bob... Bob on the course with Brooke at the, yeah. you know, on 18 sure. at Wiscana. That stuff was absolutely huge. Um, great. Anything Brooke does is a massive response. And then for me, for uh, you know, being at the Canadian Open, when we're there, you know, I got the chance to talk to Dustin Johnson. That clip went viral. One of our best viewed posts on Instagram is Tom, uh, sorry, uh, Tommy Fleetwood talking to Bob Weeks and kind of, you know, cracking a few jokes and that, like that immediacy being on site at Canadian Open is is just massive for social media because we're ahead of everyone else. Um, I know that we have a great account and everything works well. When in your mind, in your mind, what are the one? Who are the players who have the most entertaining accounts? Like I like following Eddie Pepperell. Yeah. I think he's. Oh, yeah, you know, I wish I, I was telling Mark. I take screenshots of what Eddie posts. And send them to Mark privately, but I can't post them. <laughs> I mean, he's hysterical. I think uh, yeah. Beef is one of our favorites. Who do, who do you like to follow? Yeah, I love Beef. He's just so much fun. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood's getting pretty good at it. You know, this whole Mollywood, the, the Tommy Fleetwood, Francesco Molinari thing's been really good. You know, a lot of the European stuff, tour stuff, I love it. I know you guys love it. You've talked about it, you know, all throughout the year on the TV show and the radio show. But it doesn't necessarily do well here in Canada. But some of the stuff they're doing is just so much fun. I love watching anything the Europeans do. But, yeah, Tommy Fleetwood's a lot of fun. And still, I mean, everything he posts, you know, he started with the Twitter, and that was, you know, as big as home run as I've ever seen. And now he's on Instagram. And he's putting a little bit of a different content on each one, and it's great. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I tell you, the the our world changed when uh, when the PGA Tour signs a two billion dollar deal for global digital rights. Uh, all of a sudden, we can't post anything anymore. Yeah. So that became interesting. And you know what? I think the European Tour, as a golf brand, outside of Europe, might be the most untapped source in terms of content. Uh, potential income for people. It comes into North America pretty much for free through that Golf Channel deal. Mm-hmm. That's the only mm-hmm. real content we get outside of social media platforms of the European Tour. And I think there's a huge opportunity there because I think they do things incredibly well. They do things different. They're funny. And they get social media better than almost anybody. And people haven't realized it yet, at least yeah, on this no. side of the Yeah, pond, exactly. So. exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you one before you let me go. Yeah. I got one set of numbers I think you guys will find really interesting is, so obviously this is Golf Talk Canada. On social media, how much of our audience do you think is Canadian? God, I would say, I'm guessing, I don't know this number, I'm going to say 60 to 70%. 10% of our audience is Canadian, which is third. Wow. 50, 50% is American, especially on the YouTube. Right. It's heavily, heavily American. And 11% UK. Wow. So Canada is actually the third biggest audience. Well, uh, you know why? That's channels. because Weeks and Zucchino are global brands. That's, that <laughs> yeah. is the reason for yeah, that. That's, exactly. that's just the reality. Exactly. <laughs> Mickey, uh, obviously, you're invited December 15th. If your work schedule permits, uh, we will make room for you in studio. It's sold well, out. Uh, we can't yeah. put another person in here for Festivus, but obviously <laughs> the door is always open for you. And awesome, thank, thank you. you so much for a great job. Uh, incredible year. You did an amazing job, as always. 
because uh, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, if if I if you weren't part of the Golf Talk Canada team, I think Golf Talk Canada might release something once every forty five days on, <laughs> yeah. on a social media platform somewhere. So you did a great job. Have a great day, brother. We'll uh, talk soon. Thanks, you too, guys. Chris McKee, king of all social media for uh, what is Golf Talk Canada, and we had a great year, and uh, thanks to Chris. On the other side, two Canadians looking for big 2019s that are on their way to Australia to play the World Cup together. Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, coming up next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf. Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin representing Canada, Bob, down at the World Cup of Golf, which is the team event down in Australia. Denmark, the defending champions in this one. Now, Hadwin had a chance to play with Hernsey last year, so it's his second go-around uh, at this event. Nick Taylor is first time around. They both made good pushes at the end of 2018 to have playoff yeah. runs. They worked very hard. So uh, a little burnout, I think, near the end. But uh, started off 2019 not so bad, especially for Hadwin. He's played some good golf so far in this uh, early wraparound schedule. He's had a couple of top ten finishes and looking for more, obviously. I think he needed the break. He talked to me a little bit about that at one point. We were texting a little bit. But they're trying to become the fourth Canadian duo to win this championship. 1968, Balding and Knudsen. Uh, then 1980, Dan Halderson and Jimmy Nelford. And then in 1985, Dave Barr and Dan Halderson. Well, before Team Canada had the opportunity to fly down to Australia, Bob and I had a, a chance to sit down and talk to both Nick and Adam about team competition, representing their country, changes to the schedule, changes to the rules, all things golf with Adam Hadwin and Nick Taylor. Pleasure to have uh, both of you with us. Nick, Adam, thanks so much for spending some time with Bob and I. Uh, it's uh, it's special to be able to play for your country and wave the flag. Um Adam, I know you've had a chance to do it recently with uh, President's Cup and, and things of that nature. We'll start with you, Nick. Nick, when's the last time you've played in a, a format like this and the last time you've had to do anything under a Canadian flag? Yeah, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind is the World Amateur when I played in Australia, actually, in Adelaide in 2008. It was kind of the last thing I can remember that I represented Canada. Um, you know, the, the format for the Zurich. Classic is a similar format, but, uh, you know, represent my country probably 10 years ago now, so it's been a while. Adam, you've, you've been in the World Cup before, I know, and um, this is certainly a, a thrill, and it's in a fun event as well. It's one that Canada has done well in the past. They've got three titles going at it. Is there any added pressure when you have a maple leaf on your bag uh, when you're playing for your country, even in an event like this? Well, when the media adds to that pressure by telling <laughs> us we've got three titles to live up to, yeah. Uh, you didn't know that? <laughs> but uh no um i mean i would say yeah sure uh there's a little bit of pressure obviously you want to represent your country well and and do well on the world stage but you know i think nick and i are just going down and we're going to have some fun and enjoy it we don't often play this team format um you know alternate shot best ball format 
Um, the only time we get to do that is maybe if you play Zurich uh, on the PJ Tour season. So it's a ton of fun. I know David and I really enjoyed it a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, you'd want to play a little bit better. And, you know, hopefully Nick and I can go down and our games will uh, line up and match up. Um, and we can kind of ham and egg it around and, and see if we can improve on two years ago finish. Just curious, guys. I guess same question to both of you. We'll stay with Adam and then and then Nick. Uh, same question to you as well. I'm just curious from a from a communication standpoint in an event like this because you know it is a team event. The formats are different. Something that you you might only get to do once a year. Uh, does it change the way you you know approach around how you communicate with your bag man? Uh, some of the decisions you make, or do you guys just try to stay out of each other's way and let you do you know what you do well and 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 hope it adds up. Uh, hope it adds up at the end of the day kind of thing. Adam, we'll, we'll stay with you, and then same question to Nick. Yeah, you know, it, it's such a, a funny question, and it's so hard to figure that out. I think David and I had a, a bit of a difficult time um, early in the week trying to figure that out, whether or not, um, you know, who plays what hole uh, or who tees off on what hole, the alternate shots, or... Um, do you play it differently in the best ball format if one person is, is playing well or not playing well, that sort of thing? So I, I honestly think that we overthought it a little bit. Um, it becomes, you know, you start thinking a little bit too much. Um, so I think if you can just go down and, and just kind of play your own game, um, you know, Nick and I can just do what we do best um, and then, uh, you know, let our games kind of do the talking. Yeah, Nick, any thoughts, anything to add? Yeah, you know, my limited experience playing it, I feel like if you kind of do what you've always done, you know, it's individual sports. If you do that, I feel like tee to green, um, everything kind of stays the same. But what I've done in the past, you know, reading putts together, if you kind of get a good vibe going and, and uh, you know, a little bit of the camaraderie in that sense. But, um, again, if it, if we just do what we've always done and just stick to our own thing and I think you can get a rhythm that way and, and – there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I think it can get a little difficult. So uh, I think we'll figure it out as we go, but um, probably keep it pretty simple to start. Uh, now, one of the cool parts about this is that you guys grew up at the same golf course at Ledgeview, as we know. Nick, when was the first time you remember meeting Adam? Um, good question. Is that Jerry would was a pro up at Ledgeview? Um, I remember actually playing a lot more with Kyle when I was younger. Uh, Adam's brother, who we went on a trip together, like for like a little, little inner club thing. But um, we definitely played like future lengths together. You know, the juniors um, growing up. So it was, and I think I joined there when I was 12. So it had to be within there. I think Adam maybe might have been there a couple of years after, but um, right in that time period for sure. Adam, who was uh, who was better? Did you beat Did you beat <laughs> Nick or did he beat you? <laughs> no, Nick Adam beat was me. I think I think. I think uh, all you need to do is look at our uh, junior and amateur record as we grew up in BC and the amount of Canadian AMs and, and BC AMs that Nick has and how many I have. I think that speaks for it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, just switching gears a little bit here. Uh, it's a long year. You guys both put on a great push at the end of the season uh, to, to you know to get in those FedEx Cup playoffs and and to kind of finish the season off on a high note. But I also, when you do something like that, I know it takes a lot out of you. Um, the time off, uh, what did you do with a few weeks of the time off? And, 
And how is this schedule change now going to change the way you approach the season? Nick, we'll just stay with you, and I'll go to Adam with the same question. Um, now that this schedule is changing and the season can feel so long, are you going to move your schedule around next year? Uh, you know, the first, you know, the early January through March, I guess February, it's pretty summer in Florida. It's the West Coast. So I've always played quite a bit on the West Coast. Um, haven't finalized anything this year, but I'll start in Hawaii and uh and palm springs and kind of go from there but uh you know it's a busy florida swing i think it starts with um tampa then it goes palmer players and valsparks or maybe something else in there so uh that'll be a busy stretch that'll be a good one too so not much will change i feel like for the first few months and probably determining on play you know how much i'll play after that but you know september i had a good little break and, uh, you know, after being in Australia, I have a few weeks off as well. So it's, the longer you're out there, definitely time off is more valuable. Being home is nice to kind of recharge the battery. Uh, same to you, Adam. Any changes you plan on, on going to Sony? Will you wait for the West Coast swing uh, to get going in 19? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to start my new calendar year, I guess, at Sony this year. I haven't played in a few years. Um, and then uh, I'll take Tori off San Diego. Uh, which is an event I've usually played, but um, you know nothing, nothing crazy. I think you know with the amount of events that we're starting to have in the fall, um, you're seeing you'll probably see some more guys maybe start playing a few more events in the fall, just because you end up getting so far behind the eight ball if you don't play in the fall, and um, you know it's it's tough to start January, you know six, seven, eight events behind guys who have already played, um, so. Um, I, I don't have any major schedule changes. Um, it's all going to be pretty similar to, to previous years. Um, you know, maybe play an event here, you know, take, uh, you know, play an event and take, you know, the next week off, whereas I might have done the opposite in previous years. But um, just kind of swapping in an event, in and out events. And, um, you know, I'm sort of looking for that, you know, 25, 26 events a season is, is pretty good for me. It's, it's, it's worked well the last few years and it's, it gives me enough time off during the season to where um, I can be rested and I can be ready to play each week. Are, are you guys looking forward to playing at Hamilton with the RBC Canadian Open on that's new new date as well, Adam? Yeah, um, I, you know Hamilton's a great golf course, and uh, it's going back a little bit more to the kind of the traditional um, tougher <coughs> Canadian Open setups that we've had in past. You know, St. George's, Shaughnessy kind of come to mind there so uh hopefully you know i'm, I'm sure it's going to provide a, a stern test and obviously with the new dates it'll be it'll be great to see what it does for the event as well nick how about you yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited more so about that golf course i actually had an outing out there a few months ago uh that i was able to see it again i hadn't seen it since i played the came open there last so I'm excited about it, and then the announcement of the Open Qualifying Series is pretty exciting as well. So I think it'll be uh, a good buzz this year around the tournament. Uh, Bob Weeks and Mark Zacchino alongside Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin and as they get prepared to wave the flag and represent Canada in the World Cup of Golf down in Melbourne, Australia. Guys, this one's a little off the board. I'm just curious because we were talking a lot about it this weekend on the PGA Tour radio coverage. I was calling from the studio. In fact, I was calling a lot of Adam Hadwin birdies from the studio in D.C. this weekend. It was great play, Adam, at Mayakoba. And uh, I'm curious. We were talking about Bryson DeChambeau and some of the rule changes coming in January. Will either one of you guys 
putt with the flag stick in when you get to Sony in January. Go ahead, Adam. You, you start first, Nick, then you. I want to hear. Well, either one of you guys say, hey, leave it in for me. Uh, there's probably a very slim chance that on, like, a normal 15-footer, I'll ask Joe to leave the, the pin in for me. But, <laughs> but certain, certainly, like, um, you know, I can think of a great example that this rule change will help speed up play a little bit was in in china i had a a chip shot from off the green chipped it up to about a foot um and i walked up and i had to wait for somebody to kind of pull the flag for me so i could tap it in i would i would definitely tap it in there with the flag still in so um i think you'll see a lot of guys do it in instances like that but uh uh, unless we start studying the coefficient of friction of the flagpoles <laughs> like Bryson, we might not be doing it from 15 feet. <laughs> Nick, you giving it any thought, or uh, or is this just like yeah, the same I, thing? I'm not going to overthink the pin and the keeping the pin in very much. I know long putts, I'll probably think about it, but you know, I'm not going to get anything. It's, your whole life, you fought with the pin out in the green, so it'd be an odd thing to change when you're six feet away and the pin's still in. So I don't, uh, I don't think I'll change anything anytime soon. I'm waiting for the first guy who's going to take the two-shot penalty to take the ball out of the bunker. That's the one I want to see. see anyone's going to do that. Maybe the British Open or something if you get up against the lip or something. But, uh, guys, maybe maybe just uh, I know we're going to kind of wind down here a little bit, but um, two, I have two different questions for you. The first one is what, is, what is the secret to playing alternate shot better? What, like That always seems to be the toughest format for the guys. What do you guys think is the toughest or is the, is the secret to doing that better? Adam? Well, hopefully Nick has the secret. Um, cause <laughs> it, it was a little difficult to figure out at first a couple of years ago with David, um, and I'm not sure we really even figured it out. But um, you know, if I could, if I could think of anything, it would be um, to not feel bad about hitting at the water for your partner or, or hitting a bad shot on your part. I mean, I think um, you know both of us are out there trying to do the best we can, trying to hit the the golf shot that we that we want to, and we don't always execute it you know, properly. And, um, you know, when you add a partner in there, sometimes you feel uh, extra let down, you know, in a tournament, obviously we're upset that we hit a bad shot with ourselves and, you know, we've learned to accept it with ourselves. But when you add in a partner and now you put your partner in a tough situation, um, you know, you sort of feel bad and, and, and you, I don't know, it, it may, it may be easier to get a little bit uh, down on yourself quicker. So um, if you can just sort of, you know, from my experience, if you can just, play golf uh wherever it goes it goes and you know there's no stories in between partners that's for sure nick is there is there any any thought yet between you guys about the ball or or anything like that which ball you'll use uh we're actually at tpc today so i think we'll mess around the next couple days um i don't think it'll be an issue at all it's just kind of playing with a ball that i've I've never used and vice versa adam so i don't think it'll be a big issue i'm sure that's part of some of the struggles that some guys have but uh you know, I'm pretty open to using the Cowboy ball as well, so I'm not too worried about that. And I think, you know, the toughest part about sometimes that format is getting a rhythm. You know, you might not hit a putt for a few holes or a drive or, or anything, so it's maybe taking a little extra time, uh, maybe taking more practice swings. I'm not sure, but I think uh, I think we'll do well this year. 
Guys, thanks so much for your time today. Good luck in the format. Uh, I know from someone like Bob and I who both travel around the world uh, looking to cover golf, and we get told that the Canadian guys are, are not only great players, but great players, but some of the best people out there as well. So it's always nice to hear and talk to both of you. So thanks so much for your time. Good luck. And if for some reason we don't connect between now and Christmas, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you out there early in 2019. So go get it uh, down in Australia. Thanks, guys. Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Good luck to Nick Taylor. Adam Hadwin is a wave the flag down under at the World Cup. On the other side, get you caught up on all things GTC as we wrap up the front side here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit JPSMGolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC as we wrap up the front side here of Golf Talk Canada Hour 1. Hour 2 Winners, weird, and what? We'll take a look at all the leaderboards. Tons of golf going on in the world of golf. Scully time. I know he wants to talk a little Tiger Phil. We are less than a week away from the match. Uh, lots to get to. Uh, and, of course, Bob, this is our last live show, with the exception of December 15th. December 15th, Festivus for the rest of us. Of course. And uh, I've seen here. they've started building uh, the Festivus stands already, are already starting to go up. The takes gran- a while. Takes a while. The grandstands, the uh, the large jumbotron. I see it- they've got a beer garden this year. Nice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Always adding things. It's nice. The budget this year for Festivus is off the charts. Uh, Jeff McDonald just uh, loosening the purse strings here, our program manager on 1050. He just, he just basically handed o- open, over an open check to Adam Scully and said, whatever you need for Festivus. Like that. Ago. like that idea. And so Adam's been spending money like a drunken sailor, and he is just <laughs> uh, grants. It's all here. It's unbelievable. So that's December the 15th, Festivus for the rest of us. Our year in review special start next week. We have three-part year in review special starting next Saturday that will get you from now to Festivus. So right. looking forward to that. And those are always fun. Maybe I love we them. should say they'll get us. From yes. Now yes. Until festivus. Well, us, you and I are off to California with yeah. Scully California. and the, and the uh, crew from TaylorMade, which we'll talk a little bit about in hour two because there's a rematch taking place at uh, Torrey Pines. Hopefully, no uh, no fires either. Yes. Well, that's the only thing that can stop Wixino. From, right. from winning at Torrey Pines. Right. This is a rematch. So we'll get into that next. So lots coming up and down. If you don't get Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, you should be complaining to your local TSN affiliate. Of course, you can always get on the iHeartRadio app, tsn.ca. Lots to get to. Winners, weird, and what coming up next. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor liner the most advanced concept in floor protection today visit weathertech.ca thank you for listening and don't forget to follow us on twitter at golf talk canada 
for blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hour two as we head home. Scully time. Leaderboard updates. We'll take a look at what's happening at the RSM Classic. But first, winners. Weird and what? Three dub. Bob, you have the T. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. <laughs> Look, it went further than your ball. Mark. <laughs> yes, Robert. <laughs> earlier this week, earlier this show, we were interviewing yes. Nick and uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. We talked about the new rules. Yes, we did. They're coming into, uh, into play starting January. And I just want to point out, this is my winner because this has been one of my pet peeves for many years. This weekend will be the final LPGA Tour event for the Caddies can stand behind the players yes. and line them up. And I say, this amen, is, baby. Yeah. That is a winner. <laughs> this has always bothered you. It's like, it's your little, you know, like everything the USGA does bothers <laughs> yeah, me. Right. This is your thing. I know this drives you nuts. That and Brooke M. Henderson. That's right. Those are the two things, <laughs> two things. that just, you want to see weeks go nuts. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There's my winner. And I can't wait for that not to happen anymore. That's, That's a, a great that, rule. If that makes sense. It is a great rule change, though. That is you got to give the hats off. You know, I beat up on them for some of the stupid things they've done on the new rules, but I think that's one of the good yeah. ones right there. Uh, you know, addressing the ball alignment is is part of the game. Mm. Now I have I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump around here because I got two weirds and okay. I have to get them both in. So the first one I want to tell you about happened at a place called the Villages in Florida, a very famous gated community with lots of golf stuff and, and there's lots of other stuff <laughs> there too. Okay? Highest sales of Viagra. Yes, and all in, in all of, of America. So anyway, a, a a woman who lives in the in the villages, um, Sumter County uh, Sheriff's device. They were called because there was a 63 year old woman. Her name was Denise Marie Whiten, and she apparently uh, was heavily intoxicated. And she was called. The police were called because she said that the man with whom she had been she was arguing with a man who apparently is her better half, and he had used her golf cart. Now in this village area, you can drive around right. in golf carts. He used her golf cart in the day, and he had used it longer than he had been permitted. An argument ensued, and so she used both of her hands to push him. He pushed her back. Then she retaliated by slapping him, and the and 911 was called. <laughs> she became increasingly angry and began yelling, said the police report. It became difficult for the deputy to take her statement. Uh, anyway, a couple minutes afterwards, they calmed her down. She was booked on battery, and she was released after uh, two, posting a $250 oh bond. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my second. Well, hold on, no, okay. we, okay, so just for for our listeners that don't know what the villages is, the villages is is Del Boca Vista uh, from Seinfeld. It's a, it's a retirement community in Florida, free golf for life. So you take Del Boca Vista from Seinfeld and you tune everybody up on Viagra and you let them loose. That's the villages. All right, that's right. 
Now, this next one I just had to tell you. I just had to. I just came across this one, but I had to report it. It's not a golf story. It's a dart story. Oh, perfect. But imagine if this had been a golf story. Okay. Okay. So there was a there's a world championship going on right now, and the world of professional darts has been rocked by two players accusing each other of repeatedly breaking wind during a match. <laughs> Gary Anderson of Scotland and Dutchman Wesley Arms blamed each other for rotten farts during their clash of the Grand Slam of darts. And they said one guy, Anderson, who's twice been the world championship, won the match 10-2 to to earn a place in the quarterfinals of the competition. But in a post-match interview, Harms said his poor form was due to Anderson breaking wind on the stage and leaving a fragrant smell. Anderson responded and said... If he thinks that I farted, he's 100% wrong. I swear on my children's lives, it was not my fault. I had a bad stomach once on stage and admitted to it, so I'm not going to lie about farting on stage. Oh, 140. (laughs) (laughs) And very quickly, my what is, what a career for Charles Howell III, who is leading... Where do we go from here? Who is leading the PGA Tour event this week. He is 21st on the money career money list. With $35.8 million. And how many times has he won, Mark? He has won twice. I know once the Sony Open, I can't tell you the other victory. He's 21st on the career With only two list. wins. $35.8 It's ridiculous. Crazy. He's a walking ATM machine. Mark, the T is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, my winner this week, Bob, <laughs> um, is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't even, I can't, I can't. All right, hats off to a group of <laughs> our Canadians who have made it through to the final stage of Champions Tour Q School. Now, yes. for those of you that do not know, the Champions Tour may arguably be the hardest tour in the world to get onto, Bob. There's like a handful of cards Yes. each year, that's it, for 50-plus Pluses that are coming from all over the world to try to get on this Champions Tour and get that annuity that is the Champions That's Tour. That's right. But we've had some success. Yes. Jim Rutledge. Yeah. Danny King. David Moreland IV. Dennis Hendershot. Congratulations to all of them. They're all moving through to the final stage. Good luck, guys. Well done. So there you go. Love it. Now, speaking of older gentlemen, not quite in their 50s yet, but playing well. My weird, and I don't know if you and Scully saw this last week, because we, we got disconnected last week. We had some board issues I couldn't talk well, to you guys. Well, that's what we said. We just yeah, didn't want to hear yeah, from you, want to hear actually. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just tell them there's board issues. <laughs> there's board issues. Last week. There were board issues. We were bored. Yeah, you were bored. <laughs> bored of we're you. bored by Zucchino. <laughs> Jesus. He's gonna, so, don't, say so <laughs> don't say USGA. Don't say USGA. Matt Kuchar, 40 years old. Lee Westwood, 45 years old. The last time both gentlemen won on their respected tours, European Tour, PGA Tour, April 20th, 2014, the same day, the last time they had a win, four and a half years ago to the same day. And last week, and last week, what happened? On the same day, Lee Westwood and Matt Kuchar won again. How bizarre is that? that? Yes. Like, 
carbs. So uh, April 20th, 2014, Lee Westwood won in Malaysia, mm-hmm. in the European tour. And uh, Matt Kuchar won at the RBC Heritage. That was their last win. And then last week, uh, Lee Westwood won in Europe. And uh, Matt Kuchar, on exactly the same day again, four and a half years later, they both won again. Uh, and, of course, it was a Mayakoba Golf Classic. For That's amazing, season. isn't it? It's insane. Absolutely I don't even amazing. know what the odds are. I don't even know if you could even break that down. Uh, but absolutely uh, insane. And my what is what a stupid sport that we love and play. (laughs) And no wonder, how are we not all raging alcoholics or on heavy-duty medication to be around this sport and play this sport? I have no idea how any of us have our sanity. Scott Gregory, you remember that name, right, Bob? Scott Gregory, well, he was the gentleman that shot 92 in the opening round of this year's U.S. 92. Open. 92. 92 in the opening round of the U.S. Open. Well, what, why, why do we play such a su- stupid sport? Why do I say that? He's also the gentleman that this week shot 62 what? en route to his European tour card for 2019. So what a stupid better. game. Under the, like, think of, well, that's the thing. And we're talking about, you know, Playing in the more than likely the biggest championship of his career at the U.S. Open, shoots 92, and then more than likely playing in the biggest event of his career, trying to get his European Tour card. Because now we're talking about your livelihood and sure. what you're going to do for the next year of your life, and and what are you doing with your career. So, like in terms of pressure points, these are pretty similar. In fact, I might even say the European Tour from uh, from that standpoint for a player might even be more pressure to say, do I have a job? Exactly. You know you know who uh, lost his card, has hmm. no privileges next year, in, is uh, Matteo Manassero. You're, Remember him? The Wonder Kid? Matteo Manassero. What, uh, along with Seve Ballesteros, I believe, and Sergio Garcia, the youngest of three ever wins on the European Tour. Amazing, Think about right? this. Think yeah. about the caliber of player he's hanging out with there. We're talking about the two greatest Spanish players of all time. And Mateo Manassero, uh, as fast to three wins as they were. Wow. In terms of age. Unreal. Anyway, Scott Gregory beats his 92, Bob, at the U.S. (laughs) Open by 30 shots under the gun during a six-round European Tour Q School. Six rounds. Like the old Q School in America down at PJ West. Six days in hell. Six days in hell. That's that's right. I remember reading that. I remember that. Six days in hell. 62 well done, Scott Gregory. Why do any of us play this game? Exactly. That would be my thing. On the other side, uh, we'll take a look at the RSM Classic. Uh, guess who's in the hunt again at the RSM Classic? Um, Matt Kuchar? No. Nope. Matt Hughes? Nope. Cameron Champ. Uh, Is there anything this rookie hasn't done? In fact, right now, this rookie who won the Sanderson Farms Championship, who has not yet missed a cut, who has a top 10 to go alongside his win, is currently projected to be number one in the FedEx Cup points race when we end the wraparound schedule. You know the last time that happened, Bob, that a rookie did that? No. Never. Uh, Never is t- the last. Let time. me tell you something. I, I'm going to project him to be leading the uh, leading the tournament in driving distance. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kreskin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On to the other side. We'll talk RSM. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Uh, we'll do leaderboard updates coming up in Scully time, but let's take a little bit of a look here at the RSM Classic because, Bob, it's the final event of the wraparound schedule. We will break now officially on the PGA Tour, and we will not see an official PGA Tour event until we get to Kapalua for the winners-only century tournament of champions, defending champion there, Dustin Johnson, where he won by nine last year and what might be the most impressive four days of the PGA Tour season. Do you think it's a coincidence that the PGA Tour is breaking and Golf Talk Canada is breaking. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> uh, Charles Howe III, who you previously mentioned in your Winner's Weird and What, the human ATM machine, has a three-shot lead over Jason Gore and Cameron Champ. I, I, now, I want to talk a little bit here about Cameron Champ. And the reason I want to talk about Cameron Champ is, you know, last year we almost had to wait the entire year to figure out who the PJ Tour Rookie of the Year was going to be and eventually landed with Aaron Wise, who was a great young player who did win yep. in his rookie campaign. I think the race for Rookie of the Year might be over already. And we're on our fifth tournament of the year, and it could be done. Cameron Champ is the uh, a rookie on the PGA Tour. He has already won, Bob, in four starts on the PGA Tour. He's won the Sanderson Farms. He has yet to miss a cut. He has a top ten uh, to go along with that victory. He is leading the PGA Tour in driving distance at 335 yards, his average drive. <laughs> Okay, they're clocking him at 195, 197 miles per hour ball speed. It's absolutely ridiculous. He is second in birdie averages. He is averaging close to six birdies around. And this is a guy who has played a lot. This is not a guy leading in birdies who had one or two good events. Here's another stat. Five of his last 15 rounds have been of scores of 65 or lower. He's a combined 63 under par in his last 15 rounds with a scoring average of 67.1. 67.1. If you include Every round he has played on the PGA Tour to date this year, he has played 18 rounds of golf through 36 holes of the RSM Classic, 13 rounds of 18 in the 60s. Oh, my God. (laughs) Your PGA Tour Rookie of the Year is done. It's Cameron Champ. He's going to win again this year. It could be this weekend. Let's hear from Cameron Champ. If you play from the fairway here, it's very scorable. Um, That's why I took out my three-wood and... um... Uh, we kind of built this strong two iron that I'm hitting off the tee a lot. Um, like I said, it's just getting in the fairway, just give myself looks um, uh, on the greens, and um, it's been paying out so far. And on top, I've been making the putts too. So, rookies always talk about when they join the PGA Tour having to learn a new course week in and week out. This is a little different for you. You've got some experience on the Seaside course. You played here last year, and of course during the SECs. Are you able to use that this week? Well, definitely. Like I said, that's kind of my same game plan that I had when I played SECs here. So. Um, I've just just been kind of sticking to it, and like I said, this you know the the strong two on this week has been working very well. It's kind of taking the stress off of me with, with the win, um, you know, just the flightness of it, um, just kind of works out for this week. So I'm um, just going to continue what I'm doing and see where we fare on Sunday. You spoke earlier in the week about everyone wants to fixate on your driving, and it's very impressive. You're third this week in driving distance, but you're also third in strokes game putting. Which one of those do you take more pride in? 
for me, putting for sure. Like I said, that's a, that's been a part of my game. That's been a struggle up until last year. So um, you know, last year on the web, that's all I really did. Uh, just put my main focus on that since you know my ball striking is obviously one of my strengths and I give myself a lot of looks. So I just thought I'd work on that. And like I said, just to see it starting to pay off uh, beginning of this year is, is very gratifying. Uh, you know, Cameron Champ, he touched on something there, Bob, in the sense that, you know, everybody wants to talk about the driver, and obviously he's he's ridiculously long, even for a modern player where there's tons of bombers out there. He's long. He's a long bomber of the bombers. But the putter's working this week, but I like his iron shots. I was so impressed watching him last week at uh, Mayakoba Classic, and then again this week. He can hit soft iron shots. He can flight his golf, golf ball. He can hit a half of this, a three-quarter of that. Unlike a lot of the young bombers that seem to always only have one gear, he has other gears. Having said that, he did hit a seven iron, two hundred eleven yards. <laughs> I saw, saw that yesterday, yes. which is pretty amazing. One hundred eighty-five yard uh, eight iron as well. Yeah, but there. I think you're right. I think uh, as he sort of said there, he he sort of lives and dies with his putter, as a lot of guys who are sort of power players, because I think they spend a lot of more time working on that. The one exception could be Brooks Kepka, who as we heard in an interview this year that he did with us after uh, the U.S. Open win, said he was, figures he's one of the best putters on the on yeah, he calls it. PGA Tour. He called himself, and so why not step up there and do that? But I find Cameron Champ is kind of built in that same mold, not physically, but in the same game style, in that he has a lot of different shots, not just, the, as you you know, as you know pointed out, he's a lot of shots, just not the power one all the time. He'll start the weekend three back of Charles Howe III at 14 under alongside Jason Gore. Nick Watney, where have you been? He's four, uh, five back at nine under. And David Hearn playing well. Hearnsy, 68-66 in a tie for fifth with Ryan Blom at eight under par and Brian Harmon at eight under par. So Hearnsy will start six back. A bit of a, a rough week for Mackenzie Hughes, uh, Bob, who has won this event before. Corey Connors playing well, I should say as well. 69-67 yeah. for Corey. He's Bob, in a tie for 10th, uh, so a good week for Corey. Who, by the way... Uh, speaking of Canadians that have played well this year, we already uh, gave the nod to Adam Hadwin. Hernsey playing well. Corey Connors have a good start mm-hmm. to this season as well, so that's great to see. But uh, Mackenzie Hughes, who you and I both really thought uh, may come out of the gates uh, a little refreshed and, and, and very uh, very much focused for 2018-19. And he still could. It's early. There's yeah. no panic buttons. No, no. But in an event he's won before, uh, Mackenzie shoots 73-80 and is going to play the weekend. Roger Sloan, by the way, and Ben Silver, and we're kind of doing the tour update here, but they both also made the cut. But you're right. For Mac, it's a little different than it was last year. He had the, the assurances of having a card for the following year based on his win at this tournament. He doesn't have that that uh, latitude this year, so he's got to play well. And I think he will. He's, uh, he's demanding enough of himself that he'll be able to put it together. Now, before we wrap up this segment, go to break because on the other side, we're going to have Scully time. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the match. Uh, Brooke Henderson, is she Canadian Athlete of the Year? We want to touch on that as well. So we are going to get into a lot of that stuff uh, with Adam Scully on the other side. But something I want to note here, uh, Davis Love III 3D. Is, the, uh, is the host here at the RSM Classic, I guess the unofficial host, but he's the, he's the host of this event. He's on site. He's doing the, the, the meet and greets, the media, et cetera. I'm trying to find out, find where he is on the leaderboard here. I can't quite find him. I saw he, him yesterday. He's uh, he's 54 years old. He's uh, tied for 34th, uh, 67-71. Thank you. Tied for 34th. Keep, okay, we talk about guys who flip back the clock and beat Father Time. We talk a lot about Bernard Longer. Davis loved the third, guys. 54 years old, still playing competitively on the regular tour. Won two years ago at the age of 52 at the Wyndham Championship. 
which made him one of only three players in PGA Tour history to win in four decades. Wow. Davis Love the third. Sam Snead's the easy one. Right. Raymond Floyd. Oh, yeah. I Those are the that. only three, Bob. And I would have never have guessed, even with the win from Davis. If you had asked me who are the only players in PGA Tour history to win in four decades, I would have went, okay, Sam Snead would have been a given. I would have thrown that one sure. out right away. Sure. I would have been grinding for the other ones. I really would. Floyd makes sense. I would have said, like, Julius Boros, maybe. Yeah. No, there's a lot of three-decade guys. Yeah. A lot of three-decade guys. Phil. Phil's a three-decade guy. One Tiger. in the 90s, one in the early 2000s, and have one in this decade. Tiger would be now, too, right? Tiger right. would be 90s, now, as 2000s, well. A three. A three. So the, yeah. you, there's a large bucket of all-time greats in the three-decade. Nicholas, Palmer, Player. Uh, four decades. Mm-hmm. Davis Love III, rarefied error. Okay, on the other side, Adam Scully. The match. What are our thoughts? Who's watching? Who's not watching? What about some prop bets? Maybe Bob will pull up some prop bets and we'll lay some action, some GTC action on the match. And we'll get into the real match. It's not Tiger Phil. It's weak Zucchino giving the young pups another kick at the can when Scully and Obrich try to take us down at Torrey Pines in a week. That's the real match. Coming up next, this is GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC Zucchino Weeks as we wrap up this season here, the live season of Golf Talk Canada, with the exception of Festivus for the rest of us, which will be December the 15th. And now joining us in studio, master producer Adam Scully. And Adam, I understand uh, you want the floor. There, wow. there is something that you've been working on, and I, I, I'm, I am getting out of your way, Mr. Scully. So, thank you. First of all, good to be here. Uh, I'm not sure if you noticed Arad and I behind the window. You guys uh, are always busy. You we were, we were, but we were busier today than we've been in past uh, weeks. We yes. decided to spice up Scully time just oh. a little bit, and that's with the brand new intro oh. that we have put together and produced, and we're going to play it right now. He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with wa- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? It's spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> Very oh, good. I love it. Great worker, right? Well <laughs> done. Awesome. The voice of John Leatherby in there. John Leatherby. Yeah. Some, some great stuff. I thought it was either John or the voice of God, which yeah. very, very yeah. similar. You, yeah. It's one or the other. So we're going to play that. And now for Skelly Every week. Jesus. That's, That's coming unreal. Out. I love it. 
I absolutely love it. I can't the the spring the golf yes. balls. Is that was one of the all time highlights. You were laughing, so Bob, you were laughing very hard about uh, your your uh, your farting story. Yes, uh, and, the match and the, the different the, match. The, the last time I've seen Mark laugh that hard was when I made that. Uh, mistake. Then uh, Bryson DeChambeau sprayed his Big balls and his golf balls. <laughs> I still love it. Yes, yes. So now that's every every week Scully time. You're going to hear. It. All right. So Scully time. Yes. Uh, I know you've kind of been. I've been watching your social media just because I don't reply. I'm very quiet. I just, I'm observing. I'm terrified now. No, no. You you've been on. You like this HBO twenty four seven hype. You're you're kind of more on the match than Bob and I are. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, we should mention that TSN is running the HBO special 24-7, the match, Tiger Phil, today at 1 o'clock and tonight at 8 p.m. Is that correct? Correct. So it's TSN 1 and 5 at 1 p.m. this afternoon. 1, 4 and 5, I think. 1, 4 and 5 this afternoon. TSN 5 at 8 p.m. Yeah. tomorrow. All right. Or tonight, uh, sorry. So let's just start off, basically. I, I got to say, I am going to end up watching this uh, simply because uh, I am with people who want to watch it, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Uh, and my, you know, even Mrs. Golf Talk Canada has said, "Are we going to watch this?" And some friends have texted me and said, "Are we going to watch this?" Like they, they, I think they want to see it. Maybe we should have a golf talk and a viewing party. A viewing party. Well, wow. you know, uh, if you want to go to Golf Town, they're showing it. They're going to show it live in the Which all is the golf so town interesting. Stores. I'm yeah, really, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, currently, our Twitter universe, our Golf Talk Canada Twitter universe, is saying 61 percent of them will not watch the match. Only 39% say yes. It was a very straightforward question. Will you watch the match? Yes or no? 61% say no. So, uh, Scully, I am assuming that you already have plans in place and you're watching the match. Yeah, I'm going to watch the match for sure. And, you know, I I think... All of this is is good for golf because it's something different. We see week in, week out. You know, there's 144 man fields, and we see new winners and 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 that sort of thing. But this is different. This is going behind the scenes. This is seeing two of the best that have ever played the game um, go toe to toe for nine million dollars. And yes, it's sort of phony and funky and a little different. But um, you know, it's this is this is going to bring casual eyeballs. And yeah, I mean, the the pay per views may be a little much, but I think anything different to add to the game of golf is great. Like we've spoken about throughout this year, Bryson DeChambeau. He's just he's different. He's he's wacky. He's unique. And I think anything to that that can add to the game of golf is is a good thing. Bob. Bless you. Sorry, I had a sneeze attack here. <laughs> Bob, I'm assuming uh, you're watching it. I know we've had this conversation. Yes. I, we're watching it. Uh, are you excited at all? No. You, you just, <laughs> I don't, neither am I. I'm, I'm kind of watching it because I feel I, like I almost have to. Our good friend Michael Farber, who uh, does lots of great work yep. here at TSN, he had, I think, which was the best tweet. Mm, he, did. he said, the cost of this, so the cost of the Tiger Phil match is going to be $19.99. He said, coincidentally, that would is that was the year I would have been interested in watching this right? 1999. Right. It's true. Yeah. It might be now right. I mean it'll be I think it'll be entertaining, but I think like I always remember sort of and I hate to say this, but towards the end of the Skins game era, hmm. it was always there was a lot of anticipation. It was a lot. It was great. It was fun, and then and then it started, <laughs> and then you got the first couple of holes, and then it just kind of went. And then there's 14 more. Of these, and I, right. you're talking about a guy who was actually there working on it. You know, right. I mean, it just got to be kind of unless yeah. you had somebody. Like a John Daly or someone like that who was, you know, laughing and joking mm-hmm. or Fuzzy Zeller or mm-hmm. something like that, which made it a show. So maybe these guys will be able to do that. Now there's some interesting prop bets. Yeah, before I just want to go I want to go through these prop bets with yeah. you guys. Before you do though, I, I'm of the opinion now, because we've had some time away from the skins game, it hasn't happened in what, seven years? Mm-hmm. Eight it's years. It's been a while. I think now with the right venue, 
being most important too, like a, a cool can, eye candy golf course mm-hmm. and the right mix of four guys, I think you could bring back the skins game now and people would want to see it. Because yeah. there's been enough time between, you know, what it was, what it became to, to now. I'm just curious. Would you watch the Skins game if it came back in the right circumstances? With the right players, yeah. I think yeah. you're right. I think you're exactly sure. Would you? 100%. Yeah. And I love the Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving tradition of the Skins game that weekend. It was, was kind of cool. All right. Prop bets. Mr. Weeks, what are we looking at here? Okay. Now, there's some very obvious ones here. I mean, there will be, uh, will there be uh, an eagle? Uh, yes, plus I, 500. No, minus 800. I'm going to say... Mm. I'm going to say no. Will yes. F- yes? Okay. Yes. Will it's Phil on, Mickelson record an official three-putt? Yes. No. <laughs> you guys. Nice. Match play. Nice. How nice. many times will Tiger Woods make a press? See, I'm going to win. I don't know. Yeah. How that is working and operating. So yeah. I'm going to throw that one out because I have no clue. Like, can they? is it unlimited Here's, presses? Do they? <laughs> yeah. Here's one of my favorites. And these are legit bets you can make. Right. Will Tiger or Phil say LeBron? LeBron, <laughs> Tiger wow. and Phil. How does how do they? How does that? Know. It's like okay, That's, I have no clue. Like, no, I can say no. The total number of curse words to be said by Tiger Woods. Nicholson, over 21.5 is the over. Under is 21.5. Under, under. They're not going to be dropping f bombs, are they? This is not well. The open well, I mean, it, it is. Do they even care? It's pay per view. Yeah, there there is some, in some of the promotional videos that have been sent out. You, there there are some swear words. Really? Yeah, and they'll both be mic'd up. The caddies will be, caddies will be mic'd up. Uh, I'm still saying under, but I think it's going to be decent. That's a lot of cursing. Twenty one and a yeah, half that's curse a lot. words. It's like, like more than it? one a hole. I know. Yeah. It's like what is this over the top? Unless they're wrestling? counting like doubles. You know, like if you said two curse words in one curse. Mm. Mm. No, that might count. Well, anyway. Phil is uh, part part Italian. That could happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How many times will Tiger? The total number of times Tiger Woods will twirl his club. The over is three point oh, five. Oh, over. Hard over. Hard over. I'm oh. going to I'm laying everything on the hard over. over. Everything. Okay. Yeah. Will Tiger Woods wear a red shirt? Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's something he has to. I had this conversation two? with someone last night. Yeah, Scully, the last two we're taking out a, mor- a oh, mortgage, yeah. taking out a yeah. second mortgage, and laying it on yeah. over on those last two. Yeah. The color of Phil Mickelson's shirt: black is plus a hundred, uh, white mm. plus three fifty, blue plus five hundred, no. green plus five hundred, red plus eight hundred. Uh, okay, it's definitely white or black. The question is: Is it short sleeve or long sleeve? <laughs> exactly. I'm saying a hundred percent long sleeve. Hundred percent long sleeve, <laughs> yeah. white or black, right? Will Tiger or Phil? I'm going t- bl- yeah, black. Black. I think yeah. black too. I'm with you. Will Tiger or Phil talk about other sports? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Minus three hundred there, so that's good. That's yeah. probably about the same thing. Uh, is uh, one, uh, will Tiger Phil talk about professional wrestling? <laughs> I'm going to take the under on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the and then the, the my bet, my favorite bet here is uh, will Donald Trump be in attendance? <laughs> the, oh no, God. no. There now, if he wasn't president, I bet you Donald Trump's in attendance. But be, uh, yeah. you never know. You never interesting know. bets there. Don't Air, Air Force One helicopter comes. Comes in. Yeah. Will the match go to a playoff? No. This thing's going to be over early. Okay, so here is. When will a match be closed out by the winner? Yeah. 13th or earlier? 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18? I've, I've got 14 or 15, I think. This wow. Yeah. The favorite bet for the betting here is 13 or 14. Yeah. I, I 13. Or sorry, I, no. Seven, sorry, 17 
Seventeen is the favorite. Yeah, I, was I, th- say. I think fi- if I delay action and just pick one, I'd, I'd pay fifty. I say right now this match ends with Tiger winning on fifteen. Well, both guys did say in the HBO twenty four seven series that you'll see on TSN later today that uh, the match won't make it to eighteen. They both comment on how nice the eighteenth hole is, but they're you're just not, not going to see. You're it. not going to see it. We're not going to see it. Have either one of you guys played Shadow Creek? No, I, I have. Yeah, yeah I've played. Times. I've played Shadow Creek. I, I've I never think, been to Vegas. You've never been to Vegas? No. Yeah. A young man of yeah. yours. Wow. Stature is a, fix that. We got to get that has to change. It's kind of a quiet place. You yeah. could go there, yeah. get bring a book, yeah. read. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> I find the female community in Las Vegas extremely friendly. <laughs> <laughs> cut it. Cut it. You can you can collect these cards down there. They collect So I'll go. You guys will be my you know my brothers. And uh, what did you, you know. think of Shadow Creek? Uh, you know, it's an it's it's actually I really liked it. It was very playable. It was different than what I thought it was going to be. It's not like uh, over the top, wow, crazy. But then I remember when it was first. So the story when it was yeah. first built it was built by Steve Wynn. Right. Yes. Mike, Who Mega, ended up b- building the other one, which is now closed. Right. Actually, they're keeping it open now. Just this week that happened. We should have had You're that. Kidding me? I, I didn't hear years. that. Good. I'm glad it stayed but, open. But essentially, they created in which was just a piece of desert, mm-hmm. this lush green thing. They used to have all these crazy birds there. It felt to me, when I only played it once, Bob, but it felt to me like they dropped Pinehurst, North Carolina, yeah. in the mm. middle of Vegas. Crazy trees and the amount of money to kind of keep this thing going. And so they had these crazy birds all over the place, like wild African birds and stuff. So I said to the guy who was the GM there, and I said, you know what, why don't these birds just fly away? So he takes me later into the clubhouse and he shows me this overhead shot. And this is like the only patch of green in this huge square. So the birds aren't going to go anywhere because there's nowhere to go. They got to their food, out. their water, exactly. their trees. They got everything got right there. But I, I liked it. It's a nice course. I played pretty well there. So that's why I like it. There you go. I'll tell you, it's uh, forward tee there, uh, which I played with a group of guys. Some of us were on the back. Some of us were forward. The guys who played the forward tee. Uh, 64 and change, the forward tee. Wow. It is a long golf yeah, course. That's right. So you better be ready. Uh, it is a big boy golf course. Wow. Anyway, it's fine. Let's see how it looks on television. Uh, quickly, before we go to break here, we do leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. Get everybody caught up on our year review specials. Festivus for the rest of us. As I know, I want to see uh, Adam. I know Jeff McDonald is giving you the open uh, open oh, yeah. uh, checkbook. I, for I have Festivus. so many surprises for yeah, you guys. Yeah, I, I hear it's insane. So Prime before ministers. we get to that, uh, you want to talk a little, Brooke, because when's the vote, Bob? When December is 11th is the vote for the mm-hmm. Lou Marsh Award, mm-hmm. and that's the uh, Canadian Athlete of the Year. Right. And I was talking with one of the voters last night. I won't reveal who he was, mm-hmm. but he said that he he thinks that he's probably going to vote for Brooke. He says, you know, there was no crazy hockey player stories, no Olympic athletes. He was trying to think of another Canadian. We were trying to think of another Canadian athlete who would might be even in the running. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I know I'm biased because yeah. we're in the golf sure. world. But how how do you overlook what she did this year on Canadian soil? Yeah, like, I'm trying to think. Those back, four back days alone make her. The interesting the thing was the last, you know, last year she won twice, had a great year and everything, and didn't even get a sniff, not a vote, not a single solitary vote. Yeah. Was last year an Olympic year? I can't remember. Yeah. That's why, right? Which is wrong, but on yeah. Olympic years, those things always go Olympics. I'm curious Doesn't how it's going to go. Pre-ring. I mean, like I winning think it was an Olympic year, wasn't it? I can't remember. This anyway. 2018, yeah, yeah. In, in Pyeongchang. Once it's a, an Olympic year, it doesn't matter what anybody else does on the planet, it's Olympic, 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 right? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm it's curious. once every four years we get the handout awards for people lying on top of each other going down a sheet of ice. Like, like the rest of the time, <laughs> I'm supposed <laughs> to care about that. Sidney Crosby had a great year last year, yeah. too. 
Yeah. yeah Sid did. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, don't get me on an Olympic thing. I'm not an Uh-oh. Olympic guy, eh? Uh-oh. Like, once every four years, I got to care about two guys <laughs> wearing a rubber suit lying on top of each other down, down a, a... Now, imagine if Tiger and Phil were wearing... <laughs> a, 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 imagine if they were wearing those morph suits. Like, That's what I mean. Yeah, like, give me a go. break. Does that anyone was... care at all? Do you hear people in the in the lunchroom here at TSN talking luge? I thought that was like Friday night at uh, Toronto Hunt. Well, it's, <laughs> that's a whole other part. <laughs> you know, oh, on the other side, we're going to have a big luge conversation. <laughs> you know, the Scott MacArthur show, to, uh, our luge insider will be up next. You don't hear this. The two-man luge right. and the, uh, the farting problem. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear this. Uh, on the other side, our insider on ryth- rhythmic <laughs> gymnastics will be with us. Give me a break. All right. We'll wrap it up. Before I go off on a tangent here, this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up today's show. Let's get to some leaderboards in the world of golf. The first and most important leaderboard, shout out to Mama Scully in Naples, who broke 80 this week. So there's your first leaderboard update. Playing well already. Casually. Just, Casually. just throwing a 79 out there. Very well done. All wow. day's work. At the RSM Classic, Charles Harrell III, your lead with 36 holes to go. 14 under par. It's good for a three-shotter over Jason Gore and Cameron Champ, the outstanding rookie. Good for five over Nick Watney at solo fourth at nine under. David Hurd is six back in a log jam at eight under par alongside Ryan Blom, Brian Harmon. And, oh, that's it in the log jam at 800. Those three. So there you go. Log jam's only twig three. Jam. I thought there was more, but there's not. So it's a twig six jam. Back. Corey Connors? Oh, that's who I was looking for. There Thank you. you. Corey Connors, six under par starting it at eight pack. All right, CME Group Tour Championship, the finale for the LPGA Tour with a million-dollar bonus on the line here. Lexi Thompson leads. She's at 12 under par. Brittany Lincecombe is at 9 under alongside Amy Olson, top Canadian, and she is in the ton. This is sort of like what happened at the Men's Tour Championship. There's two two things going right. on here. There's the, the tournament. Race within the race. And then there's the race within the race. Brooke M. Henderson, as they have her here, of course, one of my pet Your favorites. Uh, she's tied for 22nd right now. She's already on the golf course this morning. She is one under through her first two holes. Uh, she's projected right now to be finished third at the, uh, wow. in the CME Race to the Globe Championship. So she needs she, a move. Yeah, none of the big players are actually uh, making the move. Ari Jatanagarn is tied for 14th. She's ahead of her, and as all, also is uh, Nasa Hatahoka. Something I always forget how to say her prime. She was named after NASA because her mother wanted her to be a scientist. Come on, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, there that's you cool. have that's it. That's a true story. So wow. there you go. There's your uh, LPGA Tour. Skulls, you got the European Tour where there's also a race among there the, sure the leaderboards. And a couple of past Masters champions leading right now. Danny Willett and Patrick Reed are your leaders at 14 under. We're through three rounds there. Uh, Jordan Smith is one shot off the lead. Dean Burmester. 
uh, Matt Wallace and Lee Westwood continuing his fine wow. play. He's figured out that putter uh, two shots off the lead. I should mention as well, Henrik Stenson, John Rahm among those before. And Molinari still projected to win the race to the yeah. bye as we speak. How good would it be if Patrick Reed won the season finale <laughs> on the European Tour? Would That's love that. Absolutely love the animal. The last Euro two Patrick Masters champs. Yeah. On the Australasian Tour, it is the Australian Open. I actually like watching a bit of this golf this time of year where we get to see the sand belt in Australia, just some of the greatest golf courses in the world through three rounds. Abraham Answer, who played well last week in Mexico uh, at the Mayakoba uh, Golf Classic, he is running away with this one. Uh, through three rounds with a third round 65. He's 13 under par. That's five clear of Keita Nakajima. Keegan Bradley's down for this one. He's six back. Marcus Frazier, six back. And seven back last week's winner on the PGA Tour is Matt Kuchar. Okay. Our last live show until middle of December, but we've got some great year in review specials coming up for you starting next week. It is a three-part year in review special. Uh, Great stuff. We hope you enjoy them. Uh, That is a three-week run of a year in review specials, part one, two, and three, that leads us to December 15th, our annual Festivus special, where we will air the grievances, talk feats of strength, open phone lines, open email, open Twitter. Your turn to tell us what was the feats of strength in the air and grievances here. Scully, I know we have a couple, of, just about a minute or so left. I know Jeff McDonald. Oh yeah. Uh, he just he just gave you. He said, "Here's the checkbook. Whatever you go need. to town." I see the grandstands going in the jumbotron. Bob noticed the beer garden is new for this year. Yeah, beer I know we've got new. security. We've got. I, I think we're sold. We're pretty much sold out at this point. Yeah, it, it's it, we're looking at about six thousand people. So I, mean, just, yeah. I would think the most people ever jammed ever. in the TSN 1050 radio. Station. It's going to be hot in here. It, it, it is. Uh, it's be, good. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's going like, to be like on fire, baby. It, yeah, uh, anything special, guys, uh, for Saturday night? No Leaf game on Saturday night. No Bizarro Leaf game. World. No, might go see Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I want to see that. I want to yeah, see that. I'm yeah. going to definitely watch this HBO 24-7 yeah, yes. at some point. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it. the 1 o'clock. So. Uh, boys, uh, I know one thing I will predict before I talk to you both live on the air on December 15th. When we get back for the airing of the grievances, one of Scully's grievances whoa, 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 is whoa. that him and Nick... Couldn't take down Wixino (laughs) at Torrey Pines in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned. The big rematch (laughs) at Torrey. Thank you so much for listening. Your review specials kick off next week. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.